0: So let's read psalm 23 together and then we'll just read john 10 the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me lie down in the green pastures he leads me beside still waters he restores my soul he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake Forever. Just moving over to John 10. We'll read a few verses there. John 10, verse 1. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they flee from him, for they do not know the voice of a stranger. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the sheep. Let's just come before the Lord, we'll just commit our time to him um, and then we'll have a look at Psalm 23 together. Father we just thank you for this opportunity of coming to your word we pray Lord that you would teach us from your word Lord we pray that you would encourage our hearts, that you would strengthen us Lord you would challenge us, we pray Lord that we would know the help of your Holy Spirit as we study this passage together. In Jesus' name, Amen. Quick show of hands, okay? I wonder if anyone in the room remembers one man and his dog. Come on, one man and his dog. It was way before my time. Yeah. Maybe not. But anyway, I'm told reliably from God that that the aim of this program was for the shepherd and for his sheep dog to round up the sheep and get them in the pen in the quickest possible time. See, just like these sheep and one man and his dog, everyone has a shepherd. And everyone needs a shepherd. And I want to ask you this morning, who is your shepherd? Who are you following? Who do you look to for provision? Protection and guidance. Who will you entrust this life to and eternity? Who are you going to entrust your life and eternity to come with? In Psalm 23, David declares, The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And I wonder, maybe you're thinking, Okay, what's that got to do with me, Terry? I want to tell you this morning, that this really does matter to us. Who our shepherd is matters because it matters in this life and it matters for the life to come who we are following. Our shepherd has massive implications today and for eternity. And the question that's before us this morning as we come to this psalm is will you choose the good shepherd of Psalm 23? The one who gives life Or will you choose the false shepherds that Jesus refers to that will bring death and destruction? Who will you choose? That's the question that lies before us. So we've got a number of headings this morning. Firstly, with Jesus as my shepherd, I lack nothing. With Jesus as my shepherd, I lack nothing. Look at verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. David here uses the word Lord. And whenever you see the word Lord in capital letters, it's referring to Yahweh, the covenant keeping God. So David declares right from the off that his shepherd is the covenant keeping God. You see, God had made a covenant with his people Israel. He had promised to be their God. He had promised to provide for them, to protect them. And this was a promise that could never be broken. Today, today, God has made a covenant with us through Christ, hasn't he? Through the blood of Christ. And we can see a parallel between Psalm 23 and John 10 when Jesus, in the New Testament era, declares that he is the good shepherd. So for those of us who are in Christ, for those who are, of us who are trusting in Jesus, we can know the security and confidence of being in an unbreakable covenant with Jesus as our good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I want you secondly just to notice from this the word my. The Lord is my shepherd. See, David's relationship with the Lord wasn't abstract. It wasn't remote. It wasn't distant. It was a close relationship David had with his shepherd. And Charles Spurgeon reflected on this word, my, as being the sweetest word in this psalm. My is the sweetest word in this psalm. And listen to what he said. It should be on the screen. If he be a shepherd to no one else, he is a shepherd to me. He cares for me, watches over me, and preserves me. The words are present tense. The Lord is my shepherd. And whatever the believer's position he is now under the pastoral care of Jehovah. Isn't that a wonderful thing? That it's a personal relationship we can know with our shepherd Jesus this morning. Thirdly the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. And David declares here that With the Lord as his shepherd, he lacks nothing. He lacks nothing. I shall not want. David is not saying that the Lord has given him every desire that he would like. But he's saying rather that the Lord will give him all of his needs. He will lack nothing. The Lord will provide all of his needs. Just another quick quote. W.S. Plummer wrote this. The Lord will give us every good thing, every good cross, every good comfort, every needed supply, every needed chastisement, all timely lessons, all good deliverances. And as I was reading through this list, there's a few of those things I don't quite fancy, personally myself. Chastisement, cross, but the Lord knows what we need, and he will give us exactly what we need as the good shepherd. When I was kind of just thinking through this in terms of I lack nothing, there are sometimes things that we, if we're really honest with ourselves, there's sometimes things that we, we want, sometimes things that we desire. You know, it might be health. It might be financial security. It might be companionship. And sometimes these things seem to go unfilled in our lives and in light of this psalm what are we called to do what are we called to do we lack nothing the lord will provide what we need i think the lord would cause us to trust in him and to lean on him and let him do what is best for us you see god is good and he's infinite in wisdom he knows what's best for you he's infinite in love he wants what's best for you and he's sovereign he can bring that to be in your life so I think we've got to trust him with these things even though they might seem good to us we trust the Lord that he is good and he knows best and with him we lack nothing so as we round this up let me just ask you Is Jesus your shepherd this morning? That's the most fundamental question. Is Jesus your shepherd this morning? Do you know him? Does he know you? Are you one of his sheep? Are you living under the blessings of his covenant? Forgiveness of sin. Peace with God. Heaven. Or are you choosing to follow the false shepherds that Jesus alluded to? These shepherds that would bring death and destruction and ultimately will bring eternal separation from a loving God himself. If you are a Christian this morning, if Jesus is your shepherd, is knowing Jesus enough? Is following Jesus enough for you? David says, I shall not want. Is it enough to have the Lord? As your shepherd, are you resting? Are you trusting that he knows best? That he knows the way that he should take you? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want David goes on in verses 2 to 6 just to unpack why we lack nothing when the Lord is our shepherd. Why we lack nothing when the Lord is our shepherd. So let's just move on. to verse 2. With Jesus as my shepherd, I lack nothing. Why? Because he provides rest, peace and satisfaction. Listen to verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me by still waters. This is a beautiful picture that David paints of sheep lying down in green pastures Besides still waters it's a picture of contentment it's a picture of rest it's a picture of peace and satisfaction but notice the words here he makes me lie down he makes me lie down you see this doesn't come naturally to sheep they don't automatically lie down you know sheep have a tendency to wander don't they They do silly things they get into dangerous places but the shepherd his job is to bring the sheep to a place of safety protection and peace sound familiar does it i wonder if you've ever been compared to a sheep if not let me do it because the bible tells us that we are like sheep we are like sheep that have went astray see we have a tendency don't we to wander from god we have a tendency to follow after false shepherds and false dreams we have a tendency to seek satisfaction in other things other than god popularity friendships and relationships and money stuff approval careers power pleasure and very often the pursuit of happiness leads us to dangerous places. And the very things that we think will bring us that happiness and that satisfaction robs us of everything. Think of that casual drink which leads at times to alcoholism. Think of that casual flood that leads to a broken marriage and family. Think of that pursuit of success and jobs that takes its toll on family life. You know that relationship with an unbeliever that compromises our faith, that takes you away from the Lord. Sheep have a tendency to wander, and instead of rest and peace and satisfaction, when we pursue other things rather than the good Shepherd. We experience discontentment. We experience pain. We experience guilt from the mistakes and the heart we've caused. And I think the message of this psalm here is, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down. What we really need to do is we need to submit and surrender. We need to lie down and surrender our lives to the Lord. Because he alone can lead us to those green pastures. He alone can lead us beside the still waters. He alone can bring true peace and satisfaction for our souls in the midst of a a chaotic world. See, in Jesus we find peace with God, don't we? We're singing here about God being holy. We know we're sinful, but through Christ we can know peace with God. We can know forgiveness for our sins. We can know true purpose and lasting satisfaction in life as we live for God's glory, as we seek to serve him. Let me ask you this morning, have you laid down your life? Have you surrendered your life to the good shepherd or are you still chasing things other than Jesus? With Jesus as my shepherd, I lack nothing. He provides rest Peace and satisfaction. Let's go on. Let's look at verse 3. With Jesus as my shepherd, I lack nothing. He restores my soul. Verse 3, He restores my soul. You see, the good shepherd offers us restoration, doesn't he? Initially, that restoration comes at our conversion. And the Bible tells us that we are born in our sin, and by nature, we are dead in our sins and, and we cannot know god unless his spirit awakens us this is a desperate place to be um, the eternal consequences are desperate and the bible warns us that if we remain dead in our sin if we remain under god's condemnation ultimately it will lead to death it will lead to eternal destruction in hell itself but here is the good news of the gospel. Here is the good news of this psalm. He can restore our souls. He can restore our souls. Jesus, our good shepherd, as we read in John 10 verse 11, has laid down his life for the sheep. He has paid the price for our sin, and he is able to forgive, and he is able to restore our souls, reconciling us to Holy God. When we come in faith and repentance, the Good Shepherd is able to restore our souls. That's our basic need, isn't it? That's our greatest need to know God, to be forgiven. No wonder David can say, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, I will lack nothing because the Good Shepherd restores our souls not only a conversion secondly our good shepherd restores our souls when we stumble and fall as believers if you're anything like me you will mess up you will trip up you will fall into sin from time to time and yet the promise of this psalm is even in these times if we come to the lord confessing our sin that he will restore Our soul when we stumble and fall. Thirdly, he restores our souls when we are battle weary. You ever felt being battle weary, where fatigue is kicking in? When life is weary, struggles are hard, the Good Shepherd restores our souls. You see, in God's Word there are many promises. There are many promises which restore and refresh our souls when we start to listen to who we are before God when we start to listen to the promises in his word rather than listening to ourselves we find rest we find restoration so let me encourage you in times where you're battle weary feed upon God's word feed on his promises let him refresh your soul stop listening to yourself and your feelings but rather focus on the Lord himself isn't that what Isaiah said those who wait, those who trust, those who hope in the Lord shall renew their strength with Jesus as my shepherd I lack nothing, he restores my soul fourthly with Jesus as my shepherd I lack nothing he will guide and protect he will guide and protect let's look at verse 3 together he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. See, the promise of Psalm 23 is the Lord will lead us. We read in John 10 and 4 that Jesus, he will go before them and the sheep will follow him for they know his voice. The Lord will lead us. Where does he lead us? He leads us in paths of righteousness. These are paths that will bring us closer to Him. These are paths which will produce holiness in our lives. These are paths which will bring God much glory and which will ultimately lead us to glory itself. He will lead me in paths of righteousness. Notice for his name's sake he will lead me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake it's God's reputation his glory is wrapped up in leading us to glory itself what a thought he is committed to us he's committed to us Philippians 1 tells us he who began a good work in me and work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ our shepherd is committed to us and what he requires from us is to follow him to obey him to trust him to let him transform our lives by his word
1: protection
0: in verse 4 we read even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for you are with me for you are with me just picture that scene of the valley this morning just the the cliff faces if you like of the valley stretching up to the heavens the shadows that make the valley so dark and lonely the path seems so narrow it seems so rocky the waters are waging on the valley floor the predators are waiting to pick up or pick off the sheep start to stray you see the shepherd has a difficult job doesn't he to take the sheep and to guide the sheep through the valley but that's his job and he does it life is full of dark valleys isn't it difficult places sometimes that the lord takes us sometimes those valleys are dark and dangerous sometimes we don't understand where we're going We don't understand the way we've been led. We don't see a way out. Life can be full of dark valleys. And then the final valley, death itself. Ultimately, each one of us will be called to go through that valley, that final enemy of death, and walk through that valley from this life to the next. David tells us when we find ourselves in the valley do not fear, do not fear, I will fear no evil and you might be asking, David it's dark it's desperate, it's lonely, how can you say do not fear well listen to what he says you are with me you are with me you see, our shepherd is way out in front he's with us, he knows the way and he calls us to follow him through that valley. Wasn't that Job's experience? Listen to Job's words when he was called to go through deep valleys of life. He knows the way I take. Job didn't know where the Lord was taking him or where the warlord was leading him, but he had belief that the Lord knew the way he was taking. And when he has tried me, I shall come out as pure. So that's the first reason David says, don't fear because the shepherd will be with you. Secondly, don't fear because the shepherd will bring you through. Did you notice that word? Even though I walk through. It's a valley that will not be stuck. We will walk through the valley. You see, his grace and his presence will bring us through. The valley, this is not a promise that the Lord will remove our trials and our difficulties and struggles, but rather it's a promise that he will be with us, he will go before us, he will give us the strength, he will give us the grace to endure and to make it through. There is coming a day, there is coming a day when, you know, these struggles will cease, but in the meantime, the Lord promises his grace is sufficient for us. His strength will enable us to endure and walk through the valley. Third reason we shouldn't fear. The Lord is with us, number one. I, when I walk through the valley, number two, we will come through. But thirdly, the Lord promises in this psalm that he will protect and comfort us the valley his rod and staff they comfort me the shepherd's rod was designed to defend the sheep from the enemy to drive the enemy away and protect us the shepherd's staff was to provide guidance and comfort so picture the scene in our valley floor where the waters are raging The sheep are walking along and then the little sheep begins to wander towards the water the shepherd reaches out his staff and with the crook at the end of the staff pulls the sheep back into the path, protects protects and comforts that little sheep you see the shepherd has promised that he will protect us in these valleys I wonder today what valleys you find yourself in You maybe find yourself in a particular path which is painful and difficult, perhaps. You're not making sense of the path that you're on. And maybe you can't see a way out, but let me encourage you from Psalm 23 that the shepherd knows the way he is taking you. And he will protect you, he was with you, and he will bring you through. And his grace will be sufficient for you. Stay close to him. Lean on him. Rest on him. Keep following him. Who else can you flee to? Who else can deliver you? But the good shepherd. Just let me ask you. Are you ready for that final valley? Between this life. And the next. Are you trusting. In the good shepherd. Who is able to bring you. From this life into his presence and glory if you're not ready let me urge you to flee to jesus this morning to trust in him put your faith in him and make him your shepherd fifthly with jesus as my shepherd i lack nothing because victory is secure look at verse five with me you prepare a table before me In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Here David is using the picture of a victory celebration after the battle. The battle has been won. The table is set for a feast. The enemies have been defeated and subdued. The king is anointed with oil. There is lavish and plentiful provision for the victors. And so it is with us. For those of us who are in Christ this morning, even in the midst of the battle, the Lord will provide all that we need. And in his power and his mighty strength, our enemies will be subdued. Whose strength are you looking to this morning as you battle through this life? Are you feeding from the table that has been set before you? the rich promises of his word or are you looking to the world for answers are you listening to your own feelings are you trying to do these things in your own strength or are you depending in god's spirit i think this victory also points us to the future as well yeah, i was thinking about that the marriage supper of the lamb you see there's coming a day and take heart christian this morning although the past might be tough there is coming a day when we will see jesus face to face and our enemies will be subdued forever there'll be no more sorrow there'll be no more pain there'll be no more suffering there'll be no more crying there'll be no more sin and we will be welcomed into his presence forever and we will feast at that marriage supper of the lamb what a hope we have as christians this morning
1: this is not it
0: the best is yet to be for those who are trusting in jesus let that encourage your souls this morning and lastly with jesus as my shepherd i lack nothing he will lead me home read verse six with me surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, our good shepherd, Jesus, he doesn't save us and then leave us and hope that we get to heaven. No, his goodness and his mercy relentlessly pursues all the days of our life, keeping us on track, ensuring that we will find heaven itself. Goodness and mercy from some commentators have been compared as God's two sheepdogs. Remember, we remembered one man and his dog. We get sheepdog number one, goodness. Sheepdog number two, mercy. And just like the sheepdogs, follow the sheep, pursue the sheep to safety, so God's goodness and mercy for all our lives relentlessly pursues until eventually we arrive in glory. As a church, we've been reading some of Gently and Lowly, Dane Orland's book, and I love the illustration that he, he brought up when he talked about the Father of Mercies, the Father of Mercies. When he talks in his book, how our Father, how our Lord has a multitude of mercies. He has mercies of every kind, mercies that never run dry. As a kid... I used to love sweeties, as an adult I still love sweeties and one of my favourite things was to get into those old fashioned sweet shops and you've seen the jars of sweeties spread across all of the shelves and there seem to be endless amounts of choice and variety They seem never to have run out. So there's a picture I took at Zurich airport probably about four, maybe six, six weeks ago, look at the sweeties couldn't believe the multitude the variety and it looks as if it's limitless doesn't it? It looks as if they'll never never end and I know it's a poor illustration and it's only getting to the tip of the iceberg when you consider the goodness and the mercy of the Lord His mercies never come to an end a multitude of mercies you see if your heart is hard this morning he is a mercy to soften your heart if you have sinned and failed this morning he is a mercy to forgive you your sin if you're weary this morning he is a mercy to strengthen you if you're downcast this morning he is a mercy to lift you up and so and so and so much more and more and more are his mercies Isn't that what we read in Lamentations? The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. What a shepherd we have. No wonder David can say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. With Jesus we lack nothing. We lack nothing. In his goodness and mercy... The Lord will bring those who are trusting him home to heaven itself. And we can go on to finish as David finishes. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That is what's in store for those who are trusting in Jesus this morning. And until that day, when we see jesus face to face let you, let me remind you that the lord has given the provision of his church that we can dwell in his presence together that we can fellowship together one with another and as we come into this new church calendar let me encourage you just to make being at church sunday by sunday small group midweek by midweek prayer gatherings Make it a priority. Be where God's people is. Be where God is. Dwell in his presence. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He will lead me home. So let me ask you, who is your shepherd this morning? Who are you following? Who are you listening to? Who are you taking your guidance from? David would say with Jesus as my shepherd I will not want I lack nothing because he will provide rest and peace and satisfaction for my soul he will restore my soul he will guide and protect me victory is secure he has won the victory for us and he will bring us home he will bring us home let me just pray and then we'll come around the Lord's table just to remember all that the Lord has done for us, Father we just thank you for your word this morning we thank you Lord that you are the good shepherd and Father we would acknowledge that we have no one else that we can flee to but you because you alone have the words of eternal life you alone And give us that rest and that peace. And that abundant life. You alone can save us. You alone can restore us. You alone can guide us and protect us. With you alone is there victory. Father we just thank you. We thank you for Jesus this morning. We pray Lord you would help us to rest in him. We ask these things.